0: Warning. This podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy.
1: What are we doing?
0: Oh, well, as I'm sure our listeners know, if we don't start out with sexy talk, we're starting out with something else. Yes! Today is something else. Today is something different. <gasps> ah!
1: This is FMK Lit.
0: Yeah. Uh, where we read two romance novels. A
1: straight one and a queer one.
0: And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. But that's not what we're doing today. Not today.
1: Today, we have, I'm so excited. I know, I know. Our first guest.
0: <gasps> ah! Hello, Meg
1: Trowbridge.
0: Hi, thanks so much for
2: having me. Thank you
1: so much for being here. Uh, Meg Trowbridge is a dear friend of ours. Um, She's a writer and theater artist in San Francisco, and she is a co-host of the amazing podcast Vicious Cycle.
0: Which we have talked about and have Mm -hmm, uh, given mm -hmm, our love to. mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so welcome.
2: Thanks, I'm very excited.
1: Yes, so uh, tomorrow... Is the beginning of NaNoWriMo, or a National Novel Writing Month.
0: Oh my god. I don't know if I'm ready.
1: You're gonna have to be.
0: Oh boy. Because the reason we have all gathered here today is because all three of us are putting our money, proverbially money, where our <laughs> proverbial mouths are. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, Claire and myself specifically, because... So far, Meg doesn't trash books on her podcast.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: Yeah, yeah. But so. I do
2: along with you guys when I listen.
1: Great. We appreciate that. I'm like,
0: that. that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all three of us, though, are participating in National Writing Month, which kicks off tomorrow. Ooh. Oh, my God. Um, so, and we're all really excited about it.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, so we're going to interview Meg. She'll probably interview us. We'll talk oh, yeah. about like what we're gonna write, how we're gonna tackle National Novel Writing Month because this will be the first time for all of us. Okay.
0: And we'll be checking in on Twitter more often than mm-hmm. we normally do with uh, updates. With updates uh, mm-hmm. from the field, uh, you know, and if you you yourself participate in Nano as it's known mm-hmm. in the community, that's what
1: the cool kids call it. Uh-huh.
0: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> then we, uh, add, you know, tell us how you're doing. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, there, if you yourself are interested in participating, uh, you can still jump in, I believe. I don't think there's a time limit. <laughs> you
1: no, know, the, the goal... We'll get into it a bit more. The goal is to write 50,000 words of a singular piece um, by the end of the month. And it's been split up to... It's like just over 1,600 words a day.
2: Oh, God. So <laughs> My stomach just dropped.
1: <laughs> what am I thinking? So if you're, if you're joining late... You can still make it up. Like, you don't have to submit the words every day, so. Or if you're like us, I'm sure I'm going to miss a couple days.
2: I'm going to cram it all at the end. I know me. (laughs) You've met yourself? Yeah. (laughs) Great.
1: But before we get into what NaNoWriMo is and all of how we're going to approach it, Mm -hmm. most important, we'll start with Meg. What's got you hot and bothered?
2: Neil, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) I have something that has got me hot, and I have something that's got me bothered. Oh. So, uh, what's got me hot, which was the only thing I was originally coming in with today, um, was I had a great sex dream last night.
1: Oh. It
2: was so great. Um, so...
1: Are you allowed to tell us details?
2: Yeah. Great. As long as you guys are... Okay. I'm on oh, board. I'm yeah. on board. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... The,
1: the things that Claire tells us that don't make it into the episode... Mm. <laughs> oh okay wow she's saving
2: them for the book yes, yes. <laughs> um, so uh, the dream uh, now granted 75% of my sex dreams have nothing to do with my husband uh, this one magically he was in Oh. so I was like oh I can really talk about it and be like it's about you um, but it actually had nothing to do with him
1: uh, <laughs> so you weren't having sex with him he was just there so, uh, so, I'll let you tell the story. So, okay. I'm just so, so excited. In
2: this dream, we're at some classy event. Mm-hmm. I look amazing. I you um, always do. Thank you. Um, but, uh, and I'm with Kevin, and then it's like we're, it's like an event that has multiple rooms and, and like big tables, it's like a gala, and this... Swarthy so Frenchman is just obsessed with me, and he like keeps trying to like sneak up to me and like whisper things in my ear, and it's very effective. But I'm like, I'm married, sir, please. And the last couple times, it's like Kevin and I are like hand in hand, and this guy is like in my ear, and I'm just like losing it. And I was like, you need to go away. And then I just like slammed Kevin against a wall and had a great sex dream.
0: Oh, it yeah. was great. It
2: in was, the middle of the gala? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know how in dreams all, things melt away yeah, and, you're yeah, like, and yeah, now yeah. we're having sex in the ethereal realm. <laughs> oh, like
1: in um, the ghost book. Yes, yeah. like in the ghost book. Uh, I
0: love question it. for all participants. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a sex dream and then woke up coming? I So I... Come and then wake up. Oh. I like,
2: I'm like, ooh, and then I'm like, what just happened? Oh, yeah.
0: uh. I've definitely climaxed in the dream and woke woke myself up climaxing.
1: <laughs> oh, like wow. I was like,
0: and, and like woke up going, oh, it's still happening. It's really <laughs> happening. It wasn't just the dream part. I'm really happening. It was great. It was <laughs> honestly, great. it was like, it's one of those things like, why can't brain? Why can't all the time? Yeah.
2: Jeez. Anytime I need this, just get it going. Yeah. I know.
1: I've had wet dreams. I
2: mean, Raya's gonna say, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Kinda, yeah when It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys Which is, is a th-
2: shameful w- thing, which is too bad.
1: Which, but it, but it's also not climaxing, like it's uh-huh. different.
2: Oh, really? Yeah,
1: <gasps> like know. you.
2: It's at, night emissions. At least for yeah, for me. I don't know if this is Claire's face when she said night emissions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a nurse who's seen it all.
1: Yeah. For me, and I'm like assuming that my experience is normal because I, you know, teenage boys don't be like. Tell me about your wet dreams. <laughs> um, is that there, like there, there is emission? It's just not. It's not like a full blown orgasm. Like you're, you, see. you aren't just covered. It's I just see. like wet spots. Oh. But I'm sure there are guys out there who just like, in the middle of their dreams, just
2: splooge it
1: out. In it out all over the place.
2: Great splendor.
1: Yeah, it's splendor.
2: <laughs> <Spendor>. <laughs> we should and call then, it that
1: now. Yeah, yeah splendor.
2: Uh, and then the thing that had me bothered real fast is I was visiting my mom. She was on an art retreat in Bonnie Dune, California. That
1: is so cute. And
2: my mom's really cute. Um, and so I was driving from there to here and I left later than I wanted to. So I was like trying to rush, but I wasn't driving crazy. But I got stuck behind this guy and he knew what he was doing. Like when you when you're on one and the limit is 55, to be fair. So, when we were on the one lane, he was going 55. But when the lane split, he would stay in the left lane and go 55. And then I would move over to the right lane and try to start passing him. So, then he'd speed up. And then we'd get back to one lane and he'd go 55. And I'm like, you know I want to go faster than you. Why are you doing this to me? (laughs) Uh, Fucking monster. And so, then finally he got the memo and moved over to the right lane. And I zoomed. But then he and I were like what's it called? Playing chicken? And drag racing. Drag racing. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, dude, you got a weird ego thing. I'm sorry, I'm I'm in a giant white van. So like <laughs> I think people are like, You can't go faster than me, big old van. Yeah I can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good. So I was Well I'm right. I'm glad you made it.
2: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
1: And I assume that guy is just like in a tangled wreck on the side of the road. I mean. he fucked with you.
0: Right, I but he's perfectly so. safe and happy. He's just like He's just, rec- He's just recognizing his mistakes. Right, yes. He's going through a personal crisis and from right. this he'll emerge a phoenix who's smarter, right. better driver.
1: But that's... was also a little aroused by an assertive woman.
0: Yes. Oh,
1: well, and it'll change his outlook on life.
0: Fact. It's not the first time that's happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Claire. Yes. What's got you hot
0: and bothered? Um, sexy Handmaid's tail costumes. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. They've got, and I will be honest, they've gotten me both hot and bothered. Okay. I honestly have mm-hmm. never had a problem with, uh, ironic sexy costumes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? Sure.
1: Whatever. SpongeBob.
0: Slut yep. it up. Yep. And it's funny now. It's like a thing. Whatever. It's fine. Hey, I don't like a the... It's tradition. But also, like, uh... I'm. I don't like a uh, store making money off of it because it's yeah. the store not getting it. Uh, yeah, girls, if you want to make your own sexy handmaid's costumes and show up to one party, fine. Right. You don't know what's happening, and you didn't read the book, and <laughs> I feel really upset, and, you know... But at least there's not consumerism. Yes. <laughs> yeah, some sort of profiting off of your like, ignorance
2: and sadness.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so, fine. I mean, people uh-huh. go as... like, We shouldn't go as prostitutes. It's very upsetting. But whatever. Like, <laughs> I feel... It's it's just so on Twitter, this new story had come out, and this lady said, "Oh." in my America we're allowed to wear whatever you want and I wrote back girl you are allowed to wear whatever you want I just think it's maybe okay that a store doesn't sell whatever they want sure. uh, I think that's also fine <laughs> by the way go make your costume and she's like oh thank you I just wanted permission and I was like obviously being super sarcastic okay. and I was like no you're welcome and by the way I'm looking forward to your sexy back alley abortion costume next year <laughs> I felt really proud of that statement. That's great. That's great. <laughs> and then I was like, what What a sexy back alley abortion costume look like? And then I thought about that too long. Yeah. Guys, let's profit off that idea next year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Claire
1: actually mentioned this to me earlier, but she started it as, I took a joke too far on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, told me I also
0: me. agree that I did do that. But <laughs> I will say, uh, yeah, we should sell that costume. Yes. I think uh, we will make money, and it'll also be true to the times. Yes. Oh. Yes, sadly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad,
1: now.
0: Well, what is hot and bothered for, except putting you in an existential crisis? Neil Higgins! Well, yeah. <laughs> what I, what has got you hot and so or bothered?
1: Following into that pattern that you talk about society being broken, and I'm like, this nice thing happened to me. Well. Oh. Um... I'll just do it so I as someone who's never done NaNoWriMo before Mm. didn't know that there are like regional chapters so there's a Bay Area chapter where there are what were they called they're like municipal liaisons or something yeah 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 who like they they sort of run the San Francisco chapter because the organization is so large they had a kickoff party Mm -hmm. uh, recently to like kick off NaNoWriMo and it was like a chance for people to participate to like we had the name tags and like we got to talk to you know, just go up to someone yeah. be like, hey, what's what how are you prepared? Yeah. We we ended up talking to this woman, this is like her ninth year doing uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Um, wow. she was really great to talk to. Um and then the, the two liaisons were sort of oh, and they had um published writers. A couple of whom got published out of NaNoWriMo. Oh, cool. Yeah, there was this one speaker that, um, her... When she did NaNoWriMo and that book became... Like, she did that and then the next year she worked on a sequel and, like, shared it with, um, the Borderlands Press, the bookstore in the Mission. Yeah. And from that she got a three-book commission. Like, they're like, you can do a, a third one, right? And so, like... So they gave speech... They gave little talks, like, tiny little five-minute talks about, like, here strategies, and, and it was... And then they had raffles, and it was just really nice. I was feeling very daunted by this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sure, I'm gonna do it, whatever the fuck not, but now I actually feel like I can do it and yeah, get something accomplished. I, I don't... Imagine that I'll actually hit the fifty thousand words, but I feel like I will get something accomplished, and I feel really good about that.
0: Yeah, I think what I liked best about that event too was that they (laughs) often Mm.
1: the bar was open.
0: Well, they often (laughs) talked to this (laughs) bar. they often talked about how difficult this is that it's not easy what Mm -hmm. you're setting out to do, but also to not be hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. If you don't make it, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like the point of this is to try, and uh, you're the the likelihood of actually selling a manuscript out of this is exceedingly low But that's also shouldn't be the goal the goal is to write mm-hmm. and that for most people uh just sitting down and setting enough time aside to do writing every day is hard mm-hmm. yeah and that's like the first step into really moving into being a writer and that this and so that was what was exciting and yeah. all the writers touched on that that it's not that it is literally just a word goal just push through. Yeah. And you don't, like, don't go back. Don't, don't re-edit right now. Just go. Just yeah. push, push, push. And that was really encouraging, Yeah,
1: something that I found helpful, and I'm sure we'll get into it when we talk about it more, is that, like, you can, for your day or for, like, a week, you could, to hit your word goal, you can know that what you're writing isn't actually going to make it into the book. It's like, oh, I'm kind of stuck. I don't know what this character will do. So I'm going to spend the next five days, like, writing about their childhood, Ooh. And like it still counts because you're writing words. It's just not like you know it's not necessarily going to end up in the final manuscript, but it's help- helpful to you yeah. and helpful to the craft and
2: getting you subtext for your characters. Yeah, and stuff.
1: yeah, and still hitting your words. They still count, yeah. <sighs> even if you don't use them. The word count still counts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what we do as writers. Okay. We haven't talked about this much on the podcast, uh, but Neil and I are writers, <laughs> and we've written multiple types of things—not novels. I think yeah. I've started several novels. Oh yeah. Um, I think the most I've ever gotten is forty thousand words. Oh. Uh, but I don't think. But like, was uh, <laughs> not good, <laughs> and yes. but I was still really proud of it. Like yeah. I'm glad I did it. But so that's. But we're playwrights mainly. <laughs> and a little bit of short fiction, some poetry as well, but like mainly playwrights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Meg, uh, please introduce yourself a little bit as what as the type of writer you are and what you do in San Francisco. Okay, I will do that. <laughs> um, uh,
2: so yes, so I, I met Neil and Claire uh, being a playwright. Um, through playwriting, as it were. <laughs> um, and I do continue to. That's kind of what I went to college for. I was an English major with like a... a Emphasis.
0: Emphasis, yeah. thank
2: you. Emphasis in playwriting. Um, and then uh, pursued that knowing that there was absolutely no way to make money from it. So mm-hmm. then did like theater management jobs and like slapped together all these stipends to try and live here. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I took a break from that while continuing playwriting, did some just office work to support my art. And then while I was doing that, I discovered, because I was doing more traditional playwriting, well, not traditional, like serious playwriting, um, Mm -hmm. and I was trying to write, like, important things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized... uh, that's not really my voice, and so while I was uh, actually having a job, I could afford to take a sketch writing class, and that is, like, where I felt like my voice truly opened up, so now I predominantly just do sketch comedy writing, um, and but I still play right on the side, um, and uh, I've always loved romance novels, and I've always... Wanted to just write one because I was like, I have ideas in my head. I've read so many that I feel like I know how to do it. Um, we, but... we had the
1: list. We've talked about the list in a previous episode. Like, rich, poor. Oh, yes. Blah, 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 like, yeah. all the tropes are there. And actually, as you Spree guys were just pull from.
2: going through that list, when I was listening to that episode, I was like, uh, yes, the book I'm about to start has... The first three things you listed <laughs> all together <laughs> as the main conflict I'm like good good,
0: good
2: good good. You're on the right track. Yeah. Obviously. You yeah.
0: were doing it correctly. Yeah, yeah. excellent.
2: Um, so yeah, so I do comedy, playwriting. Nice. Uh, and then and now like my, my I'm a copywriter as oh. as a professional trade. Oh.
0: What made you want to participate and do Nano Um
2: probably your podcast, first and foremost.
1: Oh! Yeah. Uh,
2: we are an
1: inspiration.
2: I mean, basically.
1: Because
2: <laughs> um, when I started listening to your podcast, it was like this idea I'd had kicking around in my head started forming more. Like the more... Because it is really helpful to look at books that are not successful, or to look at the things that aren't successful at a book, and what are, what is successful. And then kind of be like, oh, maybe I could tweak this idea. So just the idea just solidified the more and more. And I was telling Neil that one day I was listening to an episode and I was by a park and I basically had stopped paying attention to the episode because I was like so in my head about this idea that I paused your podcast, opened up my notebook, started scribbling down like characters and outline and like family names. And I was like, okay, all right, I should do this. And I totally spaced that <laughs> National Novel Writing Month was coming up. And so I think someone posted it on Twitter that was like, hey, what's up? I'm going to do this. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, So, and then when you guys were doing it, and Neil was like, let's hold each other accountable. I was like, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> 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 what do you say? <laughs> yeah, Neil okay. and I had a similar discussion. I was like, no, no, I will interview you two about it. And then I'll to hold you two accountable. And he's like, no, Claire. <laughs> you are also participating in this. It is us all doing it and I was like okay Okay. you were right fine fine (laughs) but yeah um I think what has drawn you to romance novels I know that you and I have talked about this before and you've definitely read romance novels. See. <laughs> and kind of the same way I did where it was like, oh, here's my mother's book pile. Yes. I'm going to reach in and I'm going to start.
2: Yep. <laughs> and then... Close my eyes, grab a book, <laughs> see how they describe female genitalia in this one. <laughs>
0: um, but what sort of, uh, what are you drawn to? Like, what do you like to read? What do you read? Do you still read romance novels? I do less, less often because I think
2: what uh, I wasn't as much as I love to write, I wasn't much of a reader as a kid. And then, and my mom saw that I kept trying to write. And one of her like pieces of feedback to me was, you know, reading helps you become a better writer. And I was
1: like, which is true, it's so
2: true. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, damn, mom, that's, <laughs> <Ass> that's cold. <laughs> um, so, uh, but so then she like pulled out this tub of books. She was like, Perhaps you would like some of these. <laughs> I can't remember how old I was. I might have only been like 13. Um, but that was the perfect age to start. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so I kind of got a taste of a lot of them. I've, there were a couple like America Frontier. Um, yeah. Novels. Um, there were like Irish history and like modern Irish stories. Um, and, and also like. Professional lady who just can't get her life together. (laughs) (laughs) She
1: has time for everything except Except love.
2: love. (laughs) Uh, And luckily,
0: this guy's here to fix her.
1: Yeah, with his dick.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I heard. I heard somewhere, like somebody was talking about uh, romance movies and romantic comedies, and they were angry. when they was like, (laughs) "What?" The phrase they kept saying was, um, uh, "The world starts at man." because like the idea like she's got her whole life together or Mm. more or less but she doesn't really know what living is until this dude comes into her life right world starts at man like and it's Uh, like oh no (laughs) or life starts at man it was just so like oh yeah which
1: is almost everything we've read for this podcast Yeah,
0: yeah almost like there's sometimes i feel like it's a like, I'm not going to knock it entirely because I do feel like sometimes you meet a special person mm-hmm. and it does, it, it should change your life. It should change your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you should be a different person in some ways. Your life should be different. You make different choices. It makes total sense, of course. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be like, oh, but I was never, but now I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. And that person was a fail. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, God I'm not my previous self. Oh.
1: Good Lord. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> being an independent person how wrong with me
2: (laughs) thank god I'm codependent now right Um,
1: as a very bitter single person (laughs) those are my thoughts
2: about it (laughs) Um, and so now I know I totally have a favorite type and it is things said in Ireland because I already have a romantic notion about Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family's Irish, so like it's right. just in my blood. Yeah, um, I
1: think that's part of the Irish American experience. Yes, is to just have this very romantic idea. Yeah, uh, even though and like,
2: immense pride for right, something you're so distant
1: from. I, I don't know about you, my my family was like fleeing the famine.
2: Oh, <laughs> like Ireland sucks. Let's Yeah, keep
1: they're America. like we can't afford to feed ourselves, so we're going to. America. But yeah. still, in my head, it's like it's this magical place. Yeah. Like, fairies and leprechauns are just, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. walking around. The cliffs. And, like, the... I'm going to, like, tap into my answer Like, it's yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and so I remember the one of the earlier books, I bought it for myself at uh, Barnes & Noble. And uh, I think it was called... Rose in the Mist. Oh!
0: Ooh,
1: that's a great title. It sounds
0: life. like an Irish book.
1: Like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. what it is. I
2: think it's like, the whole series is like a Clotta, uh like, symbol. Uh-huh. So I think it's just all Ireland all the time. But it was like, <laughs> b- days of yore, Ireland. Mm-hmm. And like, so kind of bodice rippery, you know, very historical, strong women back in the day. Anyhow, I was into that. But then I also loved, um, I can't remember, the, I think it was Nora Robert. And she wrote a trilogy uh, focusing on, like, whatever, these, like, two brothers and a sister. And I can't remember the first two books, but the last one is Heart of the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just obsessed with those books.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's I think the, uh I think one of the romance novel series that really brought me back into the genre was a whole series that were like fairy tale type things where there's sleeping beauty beauty and the beast cinderella but it was regency era and uh they'd taken the fairy tale part out so these were real people but it was similar circumstances so like in the beauty and the beast one she was helping take care of this dude who was just like a real asshole he was (laughs) a prick like, it wasn't like he was ugly on the outside. Mm-hmm. He was ugly on the inside, like a motherfucker. Yeah. But he was also a little scarred, but probably in that cool way, they made him sexy. <laughs> and she had to take care of him. And through, you know, her love, he learned to love again. You know, cool. the way humans are supposed to work. Still super Stockholm me. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get with the abuser, mm-hmm. ladies. Yeah. Um, oh. Does he hate you? That's love.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> what negging isn't good attention I don't, understand. I don't understand anyway but like I was all up in those books you're <laughs> too dumb
1: to understand let's make out
0: now Ooh. <laughs> music to my ears yeah. <laughs> now I feel attractive <laughs> uh, yeah so but yeah that's like I was stuck in those books yeah love them oh, couldn't so help fun.
2: it
1: See, for me, I I enjoy historical fiction. Um, I mm. was on a really big historical crime fiction kick for a long time. Mm. I low-key still am. I haven't read any in a while. But, like, medieval murder mystery? Sign me up. Like, <laughs> no. oh, so good. Or, like, anything Agatha Christie, right? Yeah. Because even though it wasn't period when she was writing it for us, it's like, oh, <gasps> it's so glamorous. Yeah. Anyway, I love all that. But, like... I just, for me it's really only interesting if the romance is the B plot <laughs> like i want them to solve a mystery and then maybe and follow in love too I yeah. guess. right right yeah i think i think i've mentioned this on this podcast but there's a really great podcast called reading glasses that's about book culture It's part of max fun and there's an episode where they're talking about wheelhouses and like uh-huh. each person has a like Your wheelhouse is, like, if it has these, like, three or four keywords on the back of the book, you're just going to read it no matter what. Yeah. And for some people, they're very specific. My wheelhouse is queer magical Victorian London. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are other things that I also love to read, but if it's, like... It's this guy who's in love with this other guy, and there's magic, and it's Victorian love. I'm going to read it. I'm going to buy that book.
0: Reading those books before forward. I
1: finish reading the back of the cover. Right.
0: right. Oh, yeah. Mine is uh, Modern Lady tra- Time Travels Back to Scotland or Ireland.
1: <laughs> you and a lot of people.
0: Modern <laughs> Lady Time Travels? Yes. I don't think I've ever read one of those. That's oh, awesome. Oh, oh, oh. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Oh, fantastic. Well, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with Outlander.
2: Oh, see, I've, I have
0: not watched,
2: read or scene, but right. I'm familiar but with it. I feel yeah, like that's it, like
0: the, that's like the, the where everything f- comes from. Like uh, yeah. She wrote Outlander and everybody was like, yeah, I'm hot for this. <laughs>
1: yeah. it, it's like,
0: <laughs> more of this, but only 300 pages.
1: <laughs> Outlander is the twilight of vampire romance. I basically, like it's a jumping off point and an introduction.
0: Yes. For uh-huh. a lot but of I'm people. gonna have to say, much better written. Much better written. Vampire. And in fact, like, and the the main lady has a ton of Agency. Yeah. Like, it's like the Outlander books are really good if you do want to read like a story where the main character lady has uh makes choices all the time that have nothing to do with her romance. Oh yeah, we that great.
1: We ask for so little and I yet know. we almost never get
0: it. I know. Uh, and I was gonna make Neil read those books, but they're like 800 pages. Yeah. And uh, uh. Neil, make the noise you would make if I said it's 800 pages. Uh. <laughs> I know I, that noise. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, my question is uh, if you had to pick between a great romance without sex or Great Sex Without Romance. Like, I feel like sometimes when I read a book, one it has one and not the other. Mm-hmm. And usually I want both. But if I had to choose,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'd pick sex. Oh. Because that's kind of why I'm reading those books. Like, it's yeah, not that's fair. corny. It's like, it builds you up and I kind of need the release. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm bitter because I read a book that had zero sex. And I was just like, why did I waste my time? We've
1: had a few of those. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because that's... I mean, like... I, I'd i agree with you. I'd go with a sex because I feel that it's more honest. Yeah. Um, the books that are great romance with no sex, it's like... It's always like the passion. There's passions stirring in them. And a lot of times, passion mm-hmm. is expressed through physical intercourse cuz that's how most of us are wired, right? Yeah. Um so then to just be like it's they're they're just like so passionate and they they burn for each other and all that stuff and then they just like gloss over the sex. I'm like, "Oh, you just don't feel like talking about right. it for whatever reason or like you don't want people to think that you're a porno writer or yeah. whatever." Just like that's my two cents on that Yeah.
0: Show. I'd have to say uh, like if they're glossing over the sex that's one thing like if they're obviously the couple's obviously gone back they've and they're having sex and they mm-hmm. just they started off you feel the kisses there's a little bit of taking off the bra or whatever and then suddenly we're just like at the end I'm like no yeah no 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 that's a big tease and not great uh, but i'm a big jane austen fan i love jane austen and yes. i love the sort of books that are like that so if the intention is that you're not going to have sex, and we feel that from the beginning, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. fine.
1: That's yeah, yeah. And, yes.
0: and I really like that that kind of because those books, if they're written well, give you that kind of sexual anticipation. Yeah, even if they don't give you the sex part, because you're just so like like a good thriller, a really good thriller does the same thing where you're just like anticipating, anticipating, anticipating. I think. Um, Hitchcock said that he films his love scenes like murder scenes and his murder scenes like love scenes because which is Ugh. a little gross, a good but thing to say on Halloween Yeah, <laughs>
1: <Ooh>.
0: <laughs> but I feel like the best romance novels that we've read do a really good job of like a thriller where they really ratchet up the anticipation and they make the stakes really high mm-hmm. that if these two people don't get together the world will explode. Yeah. And because you just feel that need so much. And I love that. And if they never have the actual sexual release, that's fine with me as long as they do that part really well. Um, because also they can do the sex part really poorly. Yes. And even if they cover like all of it. And I think Neil said something a couple of podcasts ago that really stuck with me, like being a tourist a travel writer in a town you don't live in and reading that back mm-hmm. and sometimes it's what it feels like reading these sex scenes. It's like, wow have you had sex? Right. Is this a thing that you do? Yeah. Because I don't think it is. And like,
2: <laughs> you can definitely tell when it's someone who probably like fantasizes about other kinds of sex that they've never had. Mm-hmm. So when they write about it you're like, that's what uh, I don't know. Where are your hands? What's going on?
1: At the same time, too, we've had so many, like, the first thing that comes to mind is um, that fucking firefighter. It's, like, uh-huh. always missionary, no oral, two pumps and he's done. <laughs> and, like, that was their sex every time, but right. it was so mind blowing. I'm like, no. no. It's not. That
0: was not mind blowing. No, not. I also dislike any time there's the sex scene where insertion is an automatic orgasm. Yes. it's like oh let me put your penis my penis inside you and know, it's like what the fuck my mind is exploding and, and everything's especially great
1: half the time they're virgins it's just like oh yeah there there's a spot mm. right away I'm like mm. everybody
0: no. knows where everything happens and it's like no, no. one no. ladies it's it's a lot more difficult yeah. a lot more has to happen and two the first time so I, I oh my god yeah come
1: on what I'd like to find I'm gonna snoop it out if it exists, I hope it exists. I would love for us on this podcast to read a romance novel about someone or someones who are asexual.
0: Yeah, I, I would want like... want to find
1: that. Listeners, if you know that novel, yeah. please get at us because I'd love to read yeah, it. Yeah, and
0: send us good ones. That way we're not just trolling through the Amazon uh, algorithm the because the that right. al- algorithm just shoots out like sometimes good, Anything. sometimes bad. Anything. Who can say? Who can say? (laughs) Um, Okay, what do you hope to get out of this month? Oh, I hope to
2: get... I, I, like Neil, do not anticipate that I will be able to write Mm -hmm. 50,000 words. But I'm not going to not try.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, But I do hope to have... um, Because I do have an outline. um, And I have, like, the idea of my first... 10 chapters I assume will change once I like start writing it mm-hmm. um, but I hope that by the end of this month I have some like chapters that I'm proud of and I know how it's going to end
1: okay. okay so you're going into this having an idea of like what to expect because we overheard at the, at the kickoff event overheard people like I have a title and like a basic idea and that's what they're starting the month with, and I'm like, oh, oh. "You are very brave."
2: <laughs> Just gonna go for it. I'm an outliner. Okay. I like need to know where I'm going.
1: Great, and you, you, you have that. So you're yes. Ready yes. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's up for, for change.
2: Like the second half of the book is a loose outline. I feel like the beginning, yeah. it's a little more clear. Okay. But I imagine it will change because you know, part of the fun of writing is the discovery. The discovery. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great. Claire. Yes. What do, you, what do you have going into this and what do you hope to get out of the month?
0: You know, um, I, I've got a couple of other projects that I'm working on, a screenplay and a rewrite of a script that I wrote a couple of years ago that has to be overhauled. I'm so excited for it I've both- read the previous
1: version,
0: it's real fun <laughs> It is very dark uh, Also um, So Meg and I used to work at the same office Yes And uh, she will recognize some of the moments In this particular play oh, Fantastic <laughs> oh, Fantastic <laughs> uh, So it will it's cathartic Is what I'm hoping it will be For uh, uh, us but so, I, I think what I hope to get is the momentum to carry me into December with those two projects. Uh, I think one of the best parts about writing, when you're in the zone and you really push and really push, uh, it just ca- like the creative juices just start going and you yeah. just like feel like you're open to it. So, when you're in the middle of a big writing blitz, it's easier to write other things. Mm-hmm. It's not, I always imagined it would be harder. Like, how am I supposed to switch projects? But no, it's just, it makes it easier for me anyway. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, other people work differently. And so, what I'm really hoping to get out of this is a really strong incentive to, you know, to keep writing in December and to have, like, to just feel really creatively open for whatever the screenplay needs or whatever that particular um, play needs as well. So those are, that's what I'm hoping for.
1: Neil. Yes.
0: What are you hoping
1: to get? What am I hoping to get? Well, so I, I've had my idea and the super rough outline, like this is the situation and so this is the shape the book will take. Like, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. for I want to say a couple years and I've actually written a prologue um, many moons ago like a couple of years ago when I had the idea I've not really looked at it since but I've been sort of kicking around this idea um so honestly knowing myself and like I'm telling myself I'm taking a theater break in November mm. so that I can like focus on this and you know the rest of my life preach um I'd like to think that I'll have more time to do this I don't think that's entirely feasible so I my realistic goal Goal is to come out of the month with a solid outline in like twenty five hundred words or yes. twenty five thousand words. Nice. Um, I was like
2: twenty five hundred. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can do it. Two whole days of
1: writing. So 20, <laughs> sorry, twenty five thousand words. Um, and then I sort of a like pie in the sky goal is to hit the fifty thousand, but I feel like that's not necessarily realistic for me. Mm-hmm. And something that I'm working on for myself is to set more realistic goals so that I don't berate myself for not meeting unrealistic goals. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Just because they say 50,000 words doesn't mean I have to do 50,000 words. Yeah. And I'm going to try.
0: Good. Yeah, no, yeah. I think that's great. Um, very quickly, what I would like to do now is I would like to go back to one of our segments called...
1: One of- christine guess Yay. it's our favorite segment so
0: uh, meg already talked a little bit about what she's writing she's writing a romance novel um but we neil and i have not talked about what we were writing and um just just throw it out there what is claire what is neil writing and they're not necessarily romance novels
1: We, you know, say, you know, say. (laughs) I mean, I should hope you would know by this point.
0: I think Uh Claire is going to write something about teenage murderers.
1: Ooh, that's a very Claire thing to write about. It is. It is. It is. Yeah, Claire's plays are always very dark.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is Neil writing? I think Neil might write something that is a period piece. But doesn't have magic or anything in it, but has something professional, like maybe lawyers. (laughs) <laughs> Love the specificity. Right. I kind and of want and magic lawyers now. Fingers.
1: Oh magic my god! Lawyers. Yeah, <gasps> listeners, it's very important to know that that whole time Christine was steepling her fingers. Yes.
0: <laughs> also, Neil, I actually very much right now want you to write a magic lawyer story that takes place during the American Revolution. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have but one day to rework your whole. Oh. Idea.
1: It's in France during the American Revolution. Yes, 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 oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'd have to do a shit ton of research, but yeah. I'm really excited yeah. about yes. this premise. That's actually not what I'm writing, but I'm going to I to put it on my list. for Maybe next year's NaNoWriMo. Okay. That's what I'll write. So I'll have time to research it
0: before yes. then. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but before Neil and I reveal, let's go back to Meg. Meg, as much as you want to talk about it, because okay. I know... I don't know if you feel this as a writer and sometimes I do if I talk too much about it uh the idea goes away and I don't want to do it anymore. Yes. Totally. It's like mm-hmm. letting so as much as you want to talk about it.
2: Okay. Uh so much like the books that got me interested in the genre, uh I'm attempting to write a Days of Your Romance in Ireland. Excellent. Yay. Excellent. And it will I've done some research. I'm gonna have to do some more during the month of November. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, the general story is that it's a love triangle, uh, and it's like someone from her past and like a new stranger, and who will she choose?
1: <laughs>
2: and also, it's days of yore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how how yori.
2: So I'm thinking. It's uh, Ireland when Henry VIII kind of yep. laid his claim. Yep. Oh. So the stranger is a Brit who is oh. kind of staking Oh, claim. because then
1: I bet like, her family oh, there's... will like, try and cast her out. He oh, wants to
0: just, rename just the trying. roads and the towns.
1: He wants to use English all of a sudden. He wants
0: less vowels and
2: words. Ugh, <gasps> he
1: ass. He wants consonants to sound like consonants? Yeah. I don't understand.
2: But he it's also funny. wants to grab her boobies. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: And maybe she wants him to grab her boobies, you know?
1: That's the important part. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's that's I don't have a title, but I have, like, names. I have family and family trees. I have family history.
1: great. So I have,
2: like, that stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's just Meg's romance novel is the title right now.
1: Great. (laughs) Have you you decided where in Ireland? I haven't. Okay.
2: Because I've been trying to research clans. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Because, like,
2: pre-Henry VIII, it was, like, like, because I kind of picked a last name, but it's then that puts I kind of I want it to be on a coast right for the visuals
1: I mean obviously. to be fair most of Ireland is a coast I mean you know <laughs> yeah. but also if you're, you're, the-
0: you're going to be sad there's no place like uh, like uh, a big long uh, cliff overlooking yeah. the ocean exactly Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking somewhere on the west coast I'm just
2: debating mm-hmm. whether it would be north or south because there's the Dingle peninsulas mm-hmm. um, which I was thinking about but then I might go more north like Sligo I don't know
0: Still need to all right, that. all right. But, uh, nice. Yeah. Great. Neil, reveal time.
1: I am writing a find-yourself travel novel. <gasps> yeah. Love it. Um,
0: what did we Are call there lawyers it? who do magic? What did we call it?
1: There's no magic. <laughs> I mean, like, despite me talking about that. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to write one of those books because I love them so yeah. much. One day we'll see how this goes. Um, it's basically like. And I haven't read it, but it's basically eat, pray, love, but gay and in Europe. Love. So. I'll
2: eat it up and ah, I'll pray ah, over ah, it.
0: Ah, yeah. we,
1: we, we were talking about it at the event and Claire was like, oh, so gay, pray, love or something. I was like, yeah, but like, it'd be like eat, dance, love or
0: something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: anyway. Claire, what are Thank you writing? You?
0: Well, I am writing a murder mystery. <gasps> Ooh, well done. Yes. Well done. Yes.
1: Uh,
0: it takes place in um, San Francisco or Oakland. And uh, funny enough, it's a paralegal huh? who is the detective. It's a lady paralegal. So oh, she's got access to like a lot of uh, investigator tools. Mm-hmm. But she's also never actually investigated anything herself. Um, There is a love interest, Mm. and he looks and sounds just like Elvis Costello. (gasps) In fact,
2: it is Elvis
0: Costello. (laughs) Well, and that was because I was listening to Elvis Costello one day at work, and uh, the song came on, which was very torch songy, very Mm. slow and bluesy, and it was when he was a really young man, and it was, I was just like, oh my God, like if this wasn't a detective novel, he would be the torch singer, and why don't we want a torch singer that looks like Elvis Costello? I would hit that. Yeah. And I was like, Hard. oh, I can write that, though. I can write where? <laughs> that's the that can be my life.
1: creating a universe. Yeah. And
0: yes. I, I myself am not a paralegal. I'm an administrator, but I know paralegals. <laughs> you know that life. Oh, so yeah, so that's what I'm writing.
1: That's your life. <laughs>
0: awesome. Um, and I'm sure there's research I should do But I'm not gonna. Nice. I'm not gonna do that.
1: When you do your revisions after now. Yes, yes, yes.
0: I'm just gonna push through and assume certain things, which is something I hate about books when authors do that kind of crap. But I don't assume that anybody's ever gonna read this except the people in this room. Nice. Who I will send it to. Oh, yay. yay! Yeah. So yeah, murder mystery. But I will tell you nothing else. No spoilers except for she totally gets it on with the Elvis Costello dude great then i'm definitely gonna read it
1: yeah
0: (laughs) he does it with his glasses on (laughs) shut up i'm not into that i'm super into that (laughs) oh Great. Good. Well, um, again, we want to encourage people uh, if you're participating in NaNoWriMo, please hit us up on Twitter. Tell us all about it. Like, we're real excited. All of us uh, are not on Twitter. That is not a true statement. Oh. I I am on Twitter as Claire Ann Rice, but also I manage, poorly manage the Twitter account for this podcast. Social media is horrid.
2: I am on Twitter. I'm the singing, no, I'm the I'm the singing writer. It was it was too, one too many characters, so I had to sacrifice. But I think it's the singing writer. Uh, but you guys can tag me because I think during during November I'd like to at least be in touch with you guys and be like I'm doing this.
0: Uh, but on our podcast, I will be checking in. Uh, not podcast, the Twitter podcast. Mm-hmm. I will the. Twitter, for Twitter I don't know what it is yeah, but what I'm, I'm going to say you. is uh, I'm going to quote Neil often so oh, we'll have conversations right. with Neil where I'll say this is what Neil says and then I'll quote him but she
1: won't <laughs> tell me until after she's posted I'm sure fact yeah so, so if, all of a sudden, people I know will be like, "You said this funny thing on Twitter," and i be like, "Great, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> or you sound like an asshole. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> uh
0: But we'll check in again, and I think after uh, NaNoWriMo is over, we will check in again. Uh, we'll do another episode where we'll, we'll just talk up. about what happened. Awesome. And how we mm-hmm. feel about the work. Will you did. want me there? Yes. Yes. Cool. yes. Yeah. Great.
1: We'll have our people call <sighs> your people.
2: That might make me write more. That's good.
1: Oh, yeah. I just got
2: another little thing in my tummy. You know
1: what? You know what? What? If you're comfortable with this, maybe the sexy thing we read at the beginning of the episode will be from your book. Oh,
2: my
0: God. (laughs) (laughs) I just flushed real hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, But before we go, um, this is an excellent opportunity. Meg, please plug. Plug, plug, plug. Hey there, bleeders. (laughs) If you like podcasts
2: and do or don't like your period, you should tune in to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. Uh, I host with um, Kate Elston and Meg Hayes. We are three comedians in San Francisco. And uh, we break down period things and happenings and current events and uh, we laugh along the way and we also come up with really dumb songs
1: your songs are the best
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah your songs are thank you so much incredible yeah Uh, some of my favorite segments include read my labia and uh, why I cried this week (laughs) we always have a reason why we cried this week yeah Uh, and I have cried along every once in a while some of them have been really emotional um, but some of the episodes have been very emotional too, like mm-hmm. talking about endometrio- endometriosis. Yeah, that was a hardcore episode. Yeah, it was a
1: little rough.
2: Um, yeah. And also, we had someone who suffers from it and gave us great detail about it. And I don't, I don't. If you don't know someone who has endometriosis, listen to our episode, and you will, you'll be floored.
0: You and have no idea. I think what I'm also getting out of this is um, the difficulty with doctors. Like, we're so taught to trust our doctors, especially our lady doctors, Mm -hmm. and how sometimes they are not the best arbiters of our health. Yeah. And, like, in describing women's pain. Anyway, highly recommend. This podcast is great.
1: It's just as good for people who have never had periods. I appreciate that. It's very informative. Because a lot of, and this is something you touch on that, like, so much of this is, like, you don't talk about it. Yeah. And as, like, a cis man who does not have sex with women, mm. like, a lot of that would never enter Come into my consciousness. Come to your desk conscious... anyways. Right, right. I would never even know about it if yeah. it weren't for this podcast. So it's great. I mean,
2: great. I'm really touched by uh, our our gay male friends who listen. Because I'm like, <laughs> aw, like, there's really, like, no reason that you should, you know? Like, except for the fact you want to you know, support us. Should. I mean, it's true. We should all be familiar with each other's bodies. Yeah. But, you know... Like, I had friends who came and saw vagina monologues over and over again, and they were just like, this has nothing to do with me, actually. Like, I'm glad I saw it one time to support you and to see, like, women's struggles, but I date men, (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: and this isn't for me. Um, But how it is, like, because those men vote for things that impact us, Mm -hmm. and like, Mm -hmm. you think about the tampon tax, or... Like things like that. Yeah. And it's like it. It does like it. It doesn't direct you effectively, but you vote, and that does direct me effectively. Yeah. And you need to understand why this is a problem, or why this is an issue, or there's other things that do affect you directly that you just don't know about. I think uh, we're talking about. Like our Supreme Court justices Mm -hmm. and Ginsburg, when she was making arguments about sexism, she would make arguments how something that looks like it's positive for women, how that's actually a detriment. And I think Mm. uh, in so many ways, like in that case that she was arguing before the Supreme Court, it was like in Oklahoma and women at the age of 18 were allowed to buy beer, but men couldn't buy beer till like 20 or 21 and that that was a weird law. And men were like, see, see, women get benefits for being women. And she had to argue. She's like, no, 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 no. That's because men think the women aren't drinking it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're, they're, but also because at that time women couldn't get driver's licenses. And that's why they were allowed to buy beer because they weren't going to be driving. Uh-huh. And so. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
1: I see a, a future episode. Yeah, just can just I just talk like, about something forming in your brains.
0: Oh, so this is like so talking about how the patriarchy or things like that does affect men. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think and your they podcast, can affect, yeah, right, right, and I think your what podcast right. is great strides towards that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we really wanted
2: to come at it from a funny angle to be able to just bitch about and demystify it, um, but mostly laugh at. But it's, it's funny where, like, a lot of people are moved just by the fact that women are talking about it really openly. And we get gross, so just fair warning. Mm-hmm. Um, There's an
1: episode about smells.
2: Smells. God, that I love was that episode such a great so episode.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys. Yeah, I Yeah, when you told me about it, like, uh-huh. my first reaction was like, oh, but, okay. no, that's the point of this podcast. I am going right. to listen. I am going to support them.
2: Thank you. I did have some friends who'd be like, I couldn't
1: do it. I couldn't do it. I'll listen
0: to the next episode.
2: It's like, that's okay. That's okay. Maybe at some point you'll get cool about
0: it. Yeah, and I'm open to listening to a podcast that includes uh, ball smells. Ooh, sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe not from this podcast. I just want to say to to people who have balls Mm -hmm. and want to talk about ball smells... I'm, I'm sure. In. I'm all I'll in. give it a chance. I
1: didn't realize I have opinions about that until you said that just you know? uh, <laughs> I have opinions on ball smells. Okay. Because it's a thing I experienced.
2: Maybe this from. can be an offshoot podcast for you.
1: Ball smells? <laughs> smell my balls <laughs> with Neil. <laughs> Gross. You just bring out guests to talk about balls no, and how would, they smell. It would, it would get boring after like three yeah. episodes. But it would just fun. be
2: like five minute episodes. Yeah. And when I talk about. Steve. Steve, he smelled like pennies. <laughs>
1: honestly, oh, that's not okay. That's honestly,
0: wrong. I might like subscribe to that, and then like as you're doing the listen in podcast, where it's just like one after the other, and they're all playing. And in the middle of that is your five minute ball smells podcast. Yes, <laughs> uh, I love that. Honestly, yeah, let's do this thing. <laughs> I'm, it's not something I want to binge. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, fine. but I'll give a couple a try. I don't.
1: I wouldn't want to binge it, <laughs> and I enjoy balls.
2: <laughs> But thank you for letting me talk about it. If you're interested, listeners, in getting on board, we're Vicious Cycle on iTunes and Stitcher. And, and I highly recommend their Instagram account. Thank you. Vicious Cycle Podcast on IG and Facebook.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, and I think that's it for us. Yeah. For now, Neil.
1: Um, we should share with them the... Uh, if you listeners want to get involved, you should go to nanorimo.org. They have a whole, like you can, you set up your profile, they have forums, you can share work, you can read what other people are writing. They have, it's, it's a whole built-in support system and community that I didn't even realize was there, but I think it's great.
0: And it's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O dot org. Yeah.
1: So. So I. I think it's a great resource for anyone who wants to get involved
0: also there's a lot. Some, the local chapters set up uh, writing dates and writing groups so mm-hmm. that so you can physically meet other people who are doing this in places um yeah. highly and you can find that all out on the national writing month yeah. uh website
1: great so I think that's all we have. Thank you so much, Meg. For Thank you coming. so much, Meg,
0: for coming. This is a blast. <laughs> oh
1: good. I'm so excited. I feel really legit that we've had our first like guest yeah, yeah, that yeah. we interviewed pretty big deal Uh,
2: it's a very nice studio
1: oh thank you there's a cat where
2: did he go he was licking Claire's toes at one point
0: I know I know I was it was it was like oh my god oh my god stop it but also do it more but but also stop and like it didn't even mess with your stride you just kept going (laughs) in and I looked at each other
1: yeah I was in the middle of Claire (laughs) saying something making a point and then the cat was just like (laughs) Um, so thank you Meg Um, thank you thank you listeners
0: uh, thank you, Christine. Thank, thank you, Christine. You. Thanks, Christine. Of course.
1: Uh, thank you, Writers of the World.
0: Thank and you. Uh, we're we're so looking curious. so we're so proud of you. So looking forward to seeing what you do this month.
1: Yeah. Um, and if any NaNoWriMo listeners hear this, and you wrote a romance novel, and you want us to share it on this uh, talk about it on this podcast, just let us know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and thank you, Neil.
1: Thank you, Claire.
0: Hooray! 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 All right, we'll see you next time. Or not That's how podcasts work.
1: Yeah. Aw. Happy writing. Happy writing.